PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries in Smyrna, Delaware, and we are going to be bringing you weekly sermons and our midweek services, as well as podcasts and interviews that we think are going to empower and enrich your life. When you're done listening, feel free to share with someone else, because you never know what impact the word may make. Be blessed. excited. I just believe that we're going to have a victorious year this year. Does everybody believe we're going to have a victorious year this year? 2023 is going to be victorious. Somebody claiming I'm victorious this year. I'm victorious this year. I'm victorious this year. Praise God. I am excited. I pray that this word blesses you that the Lord has given me. It's been, it seemed like the time is going so quick. It's already the 15th of this new year, and I'm like, wow, I feel like I was just saying Happy New Year, and it seems like timing is going so quick every year, amen? But God is good. You can have your seats. You can have your seats. My God, can you guys hear me clear out there? That's good. Good, good, amen. I feel much better. I got this new headpiece that I'm wearing. I like to clap. I like to move my hands. I like to move around. Y'all gonna notice that. (laughs) So listen, I am excited that you're here with me today. I believe that the word the Lord gave me is going to be a blessing. Um, I'm going to share this, how he gave me to share it. Um, A couple of weeks ago, um, the Lord had let me know that it was time to fly and that the butterfly was coming coming out of the cocoon. And I was thinking about that. I'm not preaching that. I was thinking about that. Um, this past couple of weeks, um, because where we are now, um, we, we, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to zone in like, well, Lord, what, 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 do you, what would you have for me to be or speak or do for your people? And I started to try to box myself in to be this one type of person, right? I said, well, you, are you going to be this radical preacher that preaches hard or, or are you going to be this calm, collective teacher? <laughs> and the Lord said, I created you to do both. I created you to be both. Don't try to box yourself in. I need my ministers. I need my people to have diversity. I need my people to be versatile in this time and this season. I need my people to not just be boxed in, but I need you to be able to do multiple things at the same time. Amen. So I come to tell you, don't box yourself in. Don't try to conform to one thing, but be that. Be what God has called you to be. Everything that he is saying that he needs you to be, I want you to be that. Amen. Amen. So as I deliver this word, I I might get a little loud. (laughs) I might stand here calm, but I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit have his way. Amen. Amen. We're going to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. And before I move on, I want to honor our bishop, Bishop Dwayne Bull. We thank him. Let's clap our hands for him. Man of God has been serving. He's been faithful. And we also, we also honor his wife, our, our spiritual mother, Elder Sybil Ball. It was her birthday. And just really quick, let's shout out really quick. Let's shout out a couple of birthdays. We have a couple of people um, that's in our ministries that there was this, their birthdays this, um, this month. Our brother, um, Earl Ebanks, he works back in the camera in the audio booth. It was his birthday. We thank God for him. Um, our sister, Tiffany Hammond, she's not here. She just had a baby. It was her birthday. So we praise God for her. And also my, my oldest daughter, Linnea, she just um, had a birthday on the 9th. She turned 12 years old. Man, listen, I just stepped into a different season with her. 
She is 12 years old, and anybody that knows Lania, she's a, she's a little bit more mature for her age. So she's 12, but she acts like she's 15. <laughs> so that that's um, that's a whole nother story. And of course, Elder Sybil Bull was her birthday recently, and. Um, I'm excited because my birthday's on the 29th of this month as well, so happy birthday to me. <laughs> happy birthday to me. So I am, uh, I'm, I'm just filled. I'm filled. I'm filled. I'm filled. And as I stepped into this year, I heard, I heard, oh, I felt this, this, this release, this release from God. And I, I don't know about, I don't know about you guys, but it feels like for the past couple of years, it's kind of been like this standing still or standing on the sidelines. Like we're all waiting for something or waiting for something to change or waiting for something to happen where you're kind of just waiting there. Whereas I stepped into this year, I felt this release to go. Maybe it's just maybe it's just me. I don't know if it's your testimony or how you feel, but I feel this push. I feel this this release to kind of go and be all that God has called me to be. This word may not be for everybody, but I believe it's for someone. And I don't believe you came here today by accident, but I believe it was by God's divine providence that you were here to hear this word. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. Can I get a little music? Just a little bit? I feel a little tight in here. I don't like when it's tight. I'm reading from the King James Version. I charge thee, therefore, before God, this is the Apostle Paul speaking to his son Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4. I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. In doctrine verse 3 for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables verse 5 but watch thou in all things endure affliction do the work of an evangelist make full reproof of thy ministry verse 6 for I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand I have fought the good fight I have finished my course I have kept the faith henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at the day at that day and not me only but unto them also that love his appearing. Bless the reading of the Lord's word. You can continue to play softly. I've been focusing on the book of, uh, on the epistles of Timothy for some time now, uh, mainly because um, as you do biblical study or biblical background, there's some good uh, pastoral or leadership qualities and trainings and things that, the Paul, that Paul is delivering to his son in the gospel. It's really good for leadership development. If you're looking to develop as, as a leader, you're looking for good instruction for overall judge, um, for um, church governance, it's good to read the epistles of Timothy. But lately here, as I was reading this epistle, I got to chapter four, 
And as I did some study, I got a little more emotional as I read it. Because as you study the epistle, you will find out that this was actually Paul's last epistle. After he wrote this, he didn't write anymore. If you read the New Testament, there's a, a ton of epistles that Paul has written, a ton of letters that he written. But this one was the very last epistle, and it was the very last chapter. So as I was reading the words that, hey, my time is up, I am ready to be offered up, that became a little bit more personal, like, hmm, he's, he's, he's indicating something, he's telling something, he, he's trying to let his son in the gospel know that there's about to be a shift, there's something that's about to happen that's very different that didn't happen in the past. He said, I am ready to be offered up, for my time of departure is near, his time of departure. And that was interesting because in this season, in this time that I am in person, and I believe all of us, I believe we're in a place where God has taken us through this maturity where we don't have the familiar people or the familiar things in place to lean on. We're in this place, we're in this time where that which we used to lean on, that which we used to know, the voices we used to have is no longer there. But our support systems have been removed. The things we used to lean on is no longer there. The people we were expecting to be there for us are no longer there. And I believe it's by, divine, by divine, God's divine will for them not to be there. God is saying, I am now placing you in a position where you're going to have to mature. You're going to have to grow up. The Apostle Paul is saying, hey, son, I'm leaving. It's time for you to grow up. In other words, for my title, it's time to go. It's time to go. He was releasing to Timothy, it's time to go. That made sense to me because in, this, in the beginning of this year, I've been feeling this urgency to move, to go, to press in to what God has been calling me to do. And I don't believe it's just me. But I believe it's all of us. I believe it's the body of Christ. I believe God is calling us to press in to what he's been calling us to do. I believe we've evolved from the place of not knowing what to do. I believe we're at the place where we just have to submit to what to do. And the struggle today is not I don't know, maybe for some people, but I believe for the majority, I don't believe is I don't know what to do. I believe is I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I, 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 I know what to do, Lord. I, I feel you. I, I discern what you're calling me. Because what? Because what you're calling me to do irritates me. It bothers me. I don't want to do it. I don't want to give up my freedom and flexibilities. But what you're calling me to is so much greater. It's time to go. As I be begin to study this book a little bit more in depth, and as I got past the teachings of the leadership qualities or the establishing of church order or dealing with the hard times that Paul was attempting to uh, uh, prepare his son in the gospel with, I started to come to an understanding and a realization that Timothy was struggling with his calling. He was struggling with his calling. I think sometimes we forget that the people in the Bible are human. We read the story, we, we hear about the, the, the magnificent things they do and the great things that they do and we have it documented, but we, we, we fail to forget that they were human too. 
They had emotions, they had feelings, they had lives, some had, some had wives, some had kids. They were experiencing a lot of the same things we're experiencing today. It's nothing new under the sun. But the reason they're recorded is because of their faith. Because they believe God in spite of the situation, in spite of what they were facing, in spite of the circumstances, they said, God, I'm going to trust you. This letter became very emotional because when you research it, Paul was locked up in prison. He was in a cell writing this letter. Like most of his letters, he was locked up on pr in prison. But what was different about this was, this was his last letter, and they say that he had to stick the letter through an 18-inch hole through the ceiling just so it can get to his son. The, the, the determination to get the word of God to who it needs to get to. That blessed me so much that how can this man be in prison facing what he's facing, going through what he's going through, but still have the audacity to pen a letter to encourage someone? Many of us are saying, listen, that church is getting on my nerves. I ain't ministering to nobody. Many are saying, you know what? I'm tired of them folks. I ain't talking to nobody. My circumstances are, are too bad. But how many of us are locked in prison where we have to slide a letter through an 18-inch hole? How many of us really have it that bad? And we think about it, God has been good to us. Things are too good in our lives. I'm not saying we don't have situations that are bad but when you think about it you're in your right mind ain't you when you think about it you have your health and your strength don't you did you not walk into this building today did you not clothe yourself today my god did you not put your clothes on did you not brush your teeth did you not was you not able to pay your mortgage what is your lights off do you not have gas in your car god is good God is good. God is good. Too many times we're focusing on the wrong things. We're allowing our minds to be focused on the wrong stuff, stuff that, that is truly irrelevant. But here we have a man here who was in prison and he said, I have to get this word because guess what? It's my last words. It's my last words. And as he was tapping out, he was calling Timothy to tap in. Why is this important? Because I believe there's a changing of the guard. There's a changing of the guard. And as Timothy, as Paul was departing, he was calling Timothy to step into his apostolic calling. <laughs> he, he, he was calling him to go to another level. He, he was saying, it's time to get in the game. I started to call this, it's time to get in the game. It's time for you to suit up. I know you've been on the sideline. I know you've been in the practice league, but it's time for you to get in the game now, my God. I'm departing, but it's time for you to rise up and allow the apostolic calling, the anointing, the evangelist to come forth. I know we have stories about those that used to evangelize, but where's our stories? Where's our stories? Give me a moment. I'm going to change this because this is irritating me. Hallelujah. There you go. So, where's our stories? Where are our stories? In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 
12 through 16, Paul encourages Timothy to not let anyone look down on him because of his youth. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, Paul reminds Timothy of the faith that was passed down from his grandmother and mother. 2 Timothy verses 6 and 7, Paul is advising Timothy that God has not given us the spirit of fear or timidity, but love, power, and a sound mind. 2 Timothy first ver- chapter 1, verse 13, he reminds Timothy to keep the pattern of sound doctrine. Woo. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, Paul again reminds Timothy of his salvation in Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, Paul is explaining to Timothy that by staying focused on the word of God, he will be equipped to do the task. And then finally, in our key text, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, Paul gives him a charge. He gives him a charge. We're going to come back to the charge, but we need to talk about us struggling with the calling. Let's talk about what a calling is. I'm not talking about the calling of salvation. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about the calling where God has called us to go out and to create and start doing things for the kingdom of God, where God has called us to go out and start laying hands on the sick, where God has called us to go out and start laying hands on those that are blind so that they can see, when God has called us to go out to those that are deaf and lay hands on their ears so that they can begin to hear, where God has called us to go out and be living epistles so that miracle signs and wonders can be seen again God has called us to tap in while Paul needed to tap out what is a calling a calling is the customized life purpose God has ordained and equipped you to accomplish in order to bring him the greatest glory and achieve the maximum expansion of his kingdom. My God, I'm going to say it again. A calling is the customized life purpose God has ordained and equipped you. Come on, somebody say me. God has equipped me to accomplish in order to bring him. Who am I bringing the greatest glory? Him. To achieve the maximum expansion of his kingdom. What am I doing? Expanding the kingdom of God. God is saying, it's time to go. That may mean something different for everybody. But it's time for you to get up. It's time for you to put the plan in action. It's time, it's time for you to stop being fearful. Stop being scared. You may not have the qualifications. You may not have the degree. Matter of fact, you may not even have your high school diploma. Who's that for? You might even just have a GED. But God is saying, write the book. God is saying, start the business. God is saying, open the ministry. God is saying, start the shelter. God is saying, it's time to go. It's time to go. And as I was... Looking at this and reading this myself, I begin to preach to myself because I'm going to be honest with you. I've been struggling with my own call. I've been struggling myself. And God is saying, it's time for you to go to the nations. It's time for you to preach. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Stop hiding. Stop hiding. I come to tell somebody, stop hiding. Stop hiding. 
you keep hiding and God is saying, it's time for you to come from behind the curtains. It's time for you to come out and let them see what I placed on your life. Stop running. Stop running. Stop running. God was using Paul to call Timothy and tell him, come on out. It's time to come out of hiding. Don't look for me to be there no more. It's time for you to rise to the occasion. God has put something in you that he didn't put in me. God has given you a word. He's given you a people that he didn't give to me. Can I come to tell somebody? There's the people in the world that I won't reach, but I'm stirring up the gift in you so that you can go reach them. There's a people that needs to hear the word of God that won't receive it from me, but they'll receive it from you. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. Oh my God, it's time to go. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, it's time to go. Woo. I need someone. I need someone to get it in their spirit. It's time for you to rise up this year. This is the year for it to manifest. Stop giving excuses of why you can't do it. Stop telling God you don't have what it takes. I promise you he'll send you the people. He'll send you the support. He'll send you the money. He'll send you to help us. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. Hallelujah. It's time to go. I know it's a simple word, but I believe it's resonated with somebody. It's time to go. Oh, Shama. We've been waiting too long. I hear God saying it's time to come off the sidelines. It's time for you to rise up. People are waiting to hear that voice. People are waiting for the evangelist. People are waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. Some of you stepped into this year not knowing or being sure. What should you do? What's the direction? But I don't believe that's the issue no more. The issue is you just submitting to the direction, submitting to what he said. You know the way. He's given you the plan. He showed you. Just believe that he told it to you and go forth. You know, you know, you know. My God, as I was, whoo, shoo, as I was meditating on this, I began to cry. I began to cry. Because God told me, he said, son, I'm trying to take you to greatness. I'm trying to take you to greatness. But you keep trying to settle for normal. I'm trying to take you for greatness. But you keep settling for normal. I remember preaching it at our Wilmington Church Dominion. I preached a sermon by the name that normal is overrated. 
Many of us are trying to stay normal. And God is calling us to greatness. He's calling us to the great thing. He's calling us to the big thing. He's calling us to go higher. But we're settling for normal. Settling for normal. And this is why. This is why. This is why. This is why. Because as Paul was talking to Timothy, the greatness is wrapped in. Listen to this is wrapped in sacrifice and suffering. The greatness is wrapped. It's wrapped in sacrifice and suffering. And I don't know too many folks that want to sacrifice and who want to suffer. But I come to prophesy that if you make the decision huh, to go into the things God has called you to go into, you will not be disappointed. Huh? There's a crown waiting for you. Huh? There's something waiting for you. Huh? You just got to get past that initial feeling. Many of us are setting, settling for normal. And you know why we're setting for normal, D? Because it's easy. It's easy. We, we, we want it easy. And I'm not saying I want it hard. But, but, but if you want anything great, anything that's worth value, it takes something to get it. It's going to cost you something to get it. And many, many people are saying, I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I'm even myself. I don't want to. I've been telling God for the last two years, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. Listen to me. There, there, listen, there are thousands of people that want to do this. They want to be here. And I'm saying, I don't want to. Let's be honest. I don't want to, but I got to. I don't want to, but I got to. I know that ain't proper English, but, but I got to do it. I got to do it. I don't want to do it, but I got to do it. I'm sitting here. I'm like, Lord, you're calling me to do something. That honestly, I, 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 I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Like, I, 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 I just, I just want to. I just want to go somewhere and be a good husband, a good father, and take care of my family, make some money. That's all I want to. That's all I want to do. And yet he keeps putting me in position, saying, "Hey, you're gonna do this. You're gonna do this, or it's gonna be miserable for you if you don't do it. You're gonna do this. It's time to go." It's interesting because Timothy was in position, but he still struggled with his identity. Many of you are in position right now. You're in position. You're in the position, but you're struggling with embracing your calling. If you just say yes, the resources, if you just say yes, those who God has connected, if you just say yes, my God, if you, come on, somebody say, I'm saying yes, Lord. 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 If you just say yes. As I read this, verse one stuck out to me because I started to feel depleted of my strength. I started to feel weary. I wasn't weary, but I started to feel like, what am I doing? What, what, what? He said, if you, if you just be obedient. And then he brought me back to this word in, in verse one. Listen to what Paul says. He says, I charge you. Yeah, yeah, I need to meditate on that for a minute. I, char I, I charge you. I, I, I charge you. And, and you, you, know, you know how you look at a word and you, 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 you see it, but you don't realize that it has multiple meanings to it. In context of the scripture, 
what Paul was saying to him was, listen, I earnestly push you and attest to you, go. He, he was aggressively saying, go, go, Timothy, go, 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 preach the word, evangelize, go forth. Stop acting scared. Stop acting fearful. Stop being timid. God hasn't given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Why did Paul, why did Paul have to constantly tell someone to stop being fearful? Because they were being fearful. It helps you to understand the context that the Timothy was called. He was chosen, but he was still warring with his natural man. He was still timid, asking himself, why you chose me? You could have chose anybody else. What, what is it about me? And God is saying, I chose you to be the person, to be there at that time, to do what I called you to do. But yet he was struggling with the call. So, Tim, so Paul says, charge. I charge you. <laughs> and the Lord spoke to me. He said, well, if you just charge it, I'll charge you. Ooh, some of y'all didn't catch it. If you just charge it, I'll charge you. Hear what I'm saying? You know how you charge a phone? You know how you charge into something? He's saying if you charge into the calling, if you go forcefully charge into it, I'll give you the strength. I'll give you, if you, if you charge it, I'll charge you. The strength will come as you're charging the calling. Some of us are saying, Lord, I need this, I need that, and God is saying just charge into it. Charge into it with everything you have. Stop talking about what you don't have and charge into it with what you do have. For the men, I met with a couple of men to plan for this year. And our theme for the men of steel was displayed courage. That's our theme for this year, displayed courage for the men of steel. And as the Lord was ministering to me about that, he helped me to understand that just because you see fear or you have fear, that does not mean you cannot be courageous. Listen, fear, look, fear is right there with courage. Courage is actually facing fear. So we think fear is absent of courage, but courage is right there with fear. You're just facing it. So even though you're scared, even though you don't know, even though you don't have everything, say, I'm going to face it. I'm going to go with what I have. I'm going to do what I, listen, all I have, listen, God is calling us to start businesses and do things. And you may say, all I have is $1,000. Can I share something? Some of y'all know this. When God called me to start my own business, oh, let me, let me tell the whole truth. When God called me to start my own business, I left with a severance package and, 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 and a $10,000 personal loan. I was leaving a $80,000 salary. From what I was doing, I left an $80,000 salary. God told me, go ahead, leave your 401k, leave your benefits, leave all that. You know how crazy that sounds when you got four kids and a fifth one on the way? That sounds unbelievably crazy. Some, listen, when I told people what I was doing, mm, they looked at me. Mm, listen to me. Mortgage, wife, health benefits, everything. God is saying, I want you to go full-time insurance. No guaranteed paycheck. All commission-based. You got to get out there and knock on doors. Let me tell you how this, how this works. Let me tell you how this works because some of y'all knew. The day I made up my mind to say, yes, Lord, check this out. I was off on a Tuesday and Wednesday from my job. On 
the Tuesday, I made up my mind to say, yes, Lord, I will go. I will do it. I've typed up a two-week notice on my tablet at that point. Do you know these people called me on Wednesday? The, the HR manager called me on Wednesday, talking real quick. Hey, Mr. Thomas, I just want to let you know that the company made a decision. Your, your job is being phased out. You got two options. You either go to work in Jersey or you take severance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't call nobody on their day off telling them they're losing their job. What's wrong with you? Listen, I made up my mind, though. Listen, check this out. I made up my mind. When I went in Thursday, I was going to give my two-week notice. I, when I said yes, the next day, I got a call with the resources. I already knew I was going to quit, so you now going to give me severance? You going to pay me to leave? Are y'all hearing me? When you say yes, God will send the resources. The moment I say yes, Lord, it don't make sense. It's crazy. He said, there it is. Mr. Tyler, we, we, we just want to let you know we're facing out your position. You got two options. Go to Jersey or you take severance. Well, my God, give me the money. Listen, because I was going to do it with not, nothing. I was just going to go. I, I cut, in my head, I, I, couldn't contem I couldn't contemplate it in my head logically. It didn't make sense to me. Like, what? Why, why, why are you telling me to do this? It makes no sense. And anybody I talk to is going to look at me like, bro, you got four kids, one on the way. That don't make no sense. God is telling you to leave your job and go self-employed. It makes no sense. But I come to tell you that what God is calling you to do, it's not going to make natural sense. It's not going to make natural sense. You got to, listen, you got something in your mind that's going to cost a million dollars. And you may have grew up in the projects where you got food stamps and government cheese. And you was on WIC, and you had to go to the counter and give those paper slips. And how is it that God has given somebody who grew up in poverty a million dollar plan? Because he's God. And it's for the kingdom. 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 God said, I'll use who I want. I'll use what I want. Whenever I want. The Lord, that one decision, that one decision, I've been taking care of my wife and six children. Not bragging, one income from that one decision. I took the little bit of money they had. I went and got a personal loan for $10,000. Now, and I, they didn't even give me that much. I think it was a little bit under 10 too. So I had a couple of thousand. And I'm sitting there, just gave up an $80,000 income. You know, back then, that was, what, nine years ago? $80,000. And you, listen, you're talking to a young man that just barely graduated high school. I dropped out. I dropped out. I dropped out of school in the 10th grade. I graduated a year behind because I dropped out. You're talking to a young man that grew up in Brooklyn, New York. My God, are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, my God. You're talking to a young man that was a drug dealer. You're talking to a young man that was in gangs. You're talking to a young man that didn't come from that type of background. But the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God, if you just be obedient, if you just say yes to his will, if you just say yes, Lord, just say yes, Lord. You're talking to someone. When I stepped out, I didn't have it all. I didn't know it all. 
I didn't have nobody sit me down. I didn't, I didn't have a father sit me down, hey, son, or, or mother said, hey, son, this is how you create your LLC. This is how you write your business plan. This is how you make the investment. This is how you apply for a loan. I didn't get a lot of that until I met Bishop Bull. Until I met Bishop at 20, that's when I started getting a lot of that information. But no one sat me down. And here you are asking me to do something that's out of my norm. You're calling me to greatness. And my status quo was to just keep a job, right? I started school. I, I was going to go into the healthcare field because it was, it was money. It was, it was guaranteed money. They tell you to go into the healthcare field. You have a guaranteed job. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just do something in healthcare. But God said, I'm calling you to greater. He called me to greater, but I was trying to settle for normal. Ooh, and, I, and I'm not saying being in healthcare is normal. No, no, it's bad. What I'm saying is it was normal for me. That might be your greatness. God may be calling you to be the doctor. He may be calling you to be the nurse. He may be calling you to be in healthcare. That's your greatness. It wasn't my greatness. And we celebrate your greatness. That just wasn't my greatness. The greatness he was calling me to was saying, hey, I need you to be self-employed so you can have the flexibility and freedom to serve my people. Ooh. See, 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 I, I learned to write God into my business plan. See, I understood that the money that I was getting and everything that was happening, it wasn't just for me. Matter of fact, Bishop was talking about it. I don't just tie it off my personal. I tied off my whole business. I tied off the growth of the whole business. I don't just tie it off my personal, my business tides. The whole business tides off the gross. That was just a sidebar. So God is calling us to greater. Stop being fearful. Stop being afraid. Stop counting up what you don't have. Start looking at what you do have. Was it tough? Yes. Was it a lot of work? Yes. I went through a lot in these last eight to nine years. I took my family. We went through a lot. It was, it was a tough, challenging situation. But I knew this is what God had called me to be. I knew this is what he wanted me to do. So once I mustered up the faith to do it, I said, yes, Lord, and he provided the resources. 1 Peter 5 and 10 says, and offer, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, establish, and strengthen you. Throughout this journey, God is going to strengthen you. He's telling, he's, listen, he's telling you in the beginning of the year, Whatever I have told you to do, it's time to go forth and do it. Stop giving me excuses. Stop telling me why you can't do it. Stop, I don't want to, God doesn't want to hear none of it. He doesn't want to hear it. He wants you to move in action. He wants you to listen. He wants you to connect with whoever you need to connect with to get it done. Amen? Amen. Peter, I mean, Paul challenged Timothy. He challenged them. He gave him a charge. He gave him a charge. He gave him a charge. I'm giving you a charge today. Don't allow your age to stop you, Mother Stevenson. There's a lot of work still left in you. God is saying, yes, you've been on the sidelines in other areas, but I need you to get in the game in this area. You may not be able to run like you can run before, but you can talk a good game, can't you? You still got a mouth. There's people that need to hear your voice. God is saying, get in the game. Don't feel like you need to shut up. Don't feel like nobody's not listening to you, but they're listening to you. 
They hear you when you speak, mother. They're taking heed to when you talk to them. God is saying, get in the game. Don't feel like you need to crouch back into the stands. But God is saying, I've given you a three-pointer. I just need you to shoot from long. I've given you something. You don't got to run into the basket. Just shoot from long. My God, just take the shot. 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 Stop limiting yourself because you feel like your age. Age has nothing to do with this. Yes, God may be telling you to leave and settle down in other areas, but he's calling you into something new. How old was Sarah when she had a baby? 90? 90 something years old? I'm not telling y'all to have no kids. <laughs> but what I'm saying is even at 90, God was still calling her to do his will. And my point is, it doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you got breath in your body, God is calling you to do, to grow, to go higher in him. Don't stop striving to go higher in the Lord. This is a step up. This is a step up. This is a step up. This is a step up into new. I know it's unfamiliar. I know it seems scary. Hear me. I know it's scary. I can imagine Peter. I mean, I can imagine Timothy being scared. His father in the faith, the apostle, was now about to be beheaded. So the position that he once occupied, he now had to take up and be that. He needed to walk in the apostolic anointing. And he was dealing with fear. And his father in the faith said, listen, if you just charge it, it'll charge you. We're standing all over the building. If you just charge it, It'll charge you. Thanks for tuning in to another week of PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries Incorporated, located in Smyrna, Delaware, where Bishop Dwayne Bull and Pastor Sybil Bull are our senior pastors. Tune back in for another empowering sermon, class, or midweek service experience that we know is going to bless your life. As always, come with the experience.